Here it is. Come on, let's get into it. Psalm 15. I wanted to show you something about remaining in the presence of the Lord and how important it is that we be committed to, to walk or live a godly life. You want to stay in the presence of God, you'd be amazed how your character, the kind of life you live, is a crucial part of coming in the presence of God and staying there. Look what it says in Psalm 15. This is a psalm of David. David was a man who loved the presence of God. David was a man who made huge impact in his life. David was a man who changed a generation. David was a man who said, one thing of I desire to the Lord, that I'll seek after, I'll pursue it, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold and encounter the presence of the Lord and to inquire of him or to be taught by him. And so David was a man who knew what he's talking about. And here's what David says is what it takes to be able to stay and live and walk in the presence of God. Now, there's many ways we can access the presence of God. The Bible says in the New Testament, by faith, we can connect with God, by faith in Jesus Christ. But also we find the kind of life we live determines whether we can stay in the presence of God. Notice what it says here. He says, Lord, who can abide in your tabernacle? Who will dwell in your holy hill? So he asks the question, who is the one that's going to live and permanently carry the life of God? To dwell in the house of God means we carry the life, the presence, the joy of God around with us. And so he gives us a number of keys in here, and I want to give them to you just really simply. You can look at them and develop them yourself, because they're not hard to understand. So I'll just list them out here and put them under one, two, three, four simple headings. Number one, your personal conduct, how you conduct yourself, what you do. Here it is. This is the man who live in the presence of God. Number one, he walks uprightly. In other words... You live a straight up and down life. You're not involved in crooked things. Walk uprightly. That has to do with the way you live your life. It has to way the way you treat people, the way you, you connect with people. It has to do with kind of being an honest sort of person. Notice the second thing it says. He works righteousness. In other words, he does what's right. When you're faced with decisions, you've got to choose consistently to do what is right. And it's not whether someone sees what you can get away with. A lot of people think, I just do what I can get away with. No, no, no. Don't do what you can get away with. Do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. So it doesn't matter what people say, what their opinion is. What does God say? Do what is right in the eyes of the Lord, and you'll learn how to live in His presence. Notice, and speaks the truth in His heart. Speaks the truth in His heart. So notice here, it's talking about an inner honesty and an outer honesty. An inner honesty, you're honest with your inner life with God. If you're disappointed, you talk to Him about it. If you're struggling, you talk to Him about it. If you're afraid, you talk to Him about it. If you've failed, you talk to Him about it. There's an inner honesty, not covering over, pretending to be something you're not. Notice it speaks the truth, so acknowledges the truth to Himself and also speaks truth to people. If you want to walk with God, you've got to learn to speak the truth. You've got to learn to hate lies. God hates lying. So if we're going to walk with God, live in his presence, we've got to decide I'm going to be a person of truth. I will speak the truth. That means I won't deceive. I won't sort of hold back stuff and mislead people. I won't exaggerate stuff and mislead people. I'm straight up and down. When people hear me speak, they know it's exactly what I mean. I'm speaking the truth. So that's number one area there, personal conduct. Now look at the, third, the, the second area found in verse 3. This is a person who dwells in the house of God, dwells in the presence of God consistently. Here it is. The second one's personal relationships, the way you relate to people. So one is the way you live your life, down the way you relate to people. Notice what it says here about relationships here. He doesn't backbite with his tongue. That means if you want to live in the presence of God, determine you're not going to gossip about people. 
You're not going to talk about them behind their back. You're not going to say negative things about them. You're not going to say evil things about them. You're actually going to say good things about them. The real test of your relationships is what you say about people when they're not present to defend themselves. So I said, if you want to live in the presence of God, don't backbite with your tongue. Nor does evil to his neighbor. That has to do with the actions, the way you treat people. See? So we need to be careful in what we say and what we do. We don't injure or hurt other people. So a person who lives in the presence of God is concerned that his actions help people and bless people and build people, not hurt them and injure them. He does not take up a reproach against his friend. Or in other words, you don't listen to people bad-mouthing your friends. You don't listen to offenses or take up offenses. One of the ways that people get turned off God and move away from God very quickly is we become offended when people tell us their offenses and they talk about someone behind their back. There's the third area. The third area is your personal values, the what you value, what's important to you. We're going to walk with God, value what God values, dislike what God dislikes. The Bible says God dislikes the lying tongue, so take a stand against lying. God dislikes pride, so take a stand against pride. God dislikes people who sow discord, take a stand against discord. See, you value what God values. If you want to walk with God, you've got to be agreeing with him. So you begin to hate what he hates and love what he loves. Lord uh, uh, hates violence. Hates violence. So don't love violence. You've got to guard if you're going to watch movies. Nothing wrong with going to movies and doing stuff like that, but you've got to watch you don't in your heart get a love for violence or a love for the things which are unclean. So notice here it says, in whose eyes a vile person is despised. In other words, you resist evil and you don't admire people who are, who are doing wickedly. You've got to really watch that means for, for younger people today. Look at some of these pop stars, movie stars. Don't admire them because of the reputation they have. Look at the life they live, and if they're not living a right life, then they're not your models. So you understand that you're taking God's side on life. If you want to walk with God, take God's side on life. It says uh, he honors those who fear the Lord. See, then you, 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 you look at people differently. You're not looking at whether they've got position, money, drive a nice car. You're looking at how they live their life. If they live their life bad, then that's not your kind of friend. He says, but he honors those who fear the Lord. So you have a look around for people who love God and walk right. Those are people you make your friends. So you see, he honors those, or he values those, or he treats them with respect. And uh, then the, notice here, and uh, he said, who swears to his own hurt and does not change. That means, that, that I could do a whole thing on that, but let me just put it in simply. You're only as good as your word. If you want to walk with God, keep your word. If you want to walk with God, keep your word. One of the things today is people give their word, and then later on, they change because it's not convenient. The whole culture among young people, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I don't know, I don't know. Actually, I want to make a commitment because I want to see if something better will come up. See? And, and, uh, or you give your word, you'll be something, and something better comes up, and then you drop your word like it didn't count. That's not how you walk with God. You want to walk with God? Take care of what you say. Better to say nothing than to say things and then not keep them. In God's eyes, the person who makes a commitment finds out later it's going to cost them and they stick with their commitment. That's a person that lives in the presence of God because God, he keeps his commitments. See? And so the final one here are to do with your personal finances. See? Your personal conduct, your personal relationships, your personal values, and your personal finances. He that does not put his money out at interest. In other words, you don't exploit people financially. You don't rip them off. Specifically, it's talking there about charging interest on loans to another Christian. Specifically, it's talking about charging interest on a loan to another Christian. It says, don't do that if you want to walk with God. Don't do that kind of stuff. But in the broader thing, it means don't rip people off. 
Treat them fair financially. Be honest in your financial dealings. And the last one there, it says he doesn't take a bribe against the innocent. Or in other words, you deal honestly and you don't let people curry favor with you or pay, give you a bribe or, or, or influence the way you will conduct yourself. So interesting, if you want to walk with God, who shall abide in the house of the Lord? Who shall abide in the holy hill? Who shall stay in the presence of God? Who will carry God's presence and live this way? It's a person not just who prays, not just who reads their Bible and goes to church. It's a person who understands that if I want to walk with God, I have to develop my character. And I develop my character in these areas. Number one, my personal conduct. Walk uprightly, work righteousness, or do what's right, and speak the truth. Number two, my personal relationships. I don't backbite and talk behind people's back or gossip. I don't do anything that will hurt another person. And neither do I allow people to speak against my friends behind their back. I won't take up offenses. Your personal values. In, uh, in other words, you don't give honor to people who are obviously ungodly in their lifestyle, but you honor those who love the Lord and who fear the Lord. You speak and give your word and you stick with it. And finally, personal finances. You treat people honestly, and you don't exploit them in your finances. And this is what the Bible says, and this is what David says. Now, David was a man who lived so much in the presence of God, he impacted a generation. And he says this question, who can carry the presence of God like I've carried the presence of God? Begin to build a life like this, and you will. Father, we just thank you that you're challenging every one of us, not just to come to church to pray, but to actually be carriers of the life of God. In the Old Testament, Lord, it says to ascend into the hill of the Lord and to be in the house of the Lord. But, Lord, we know we're the house of the Lord, so this means for us that we will carry your presence and have an influence in our culture and community. And we thank you, Lord, that you're calling every one of us to begin to respond in a personal way in growing and deepening our character. Just while our eyes are closed and heads are bowed, Perhaps there's someone here tonight and you've never made the first step. The first step to an eternity in the presence of God is to commit your life to Jesus Christ. Jesus said to everyone who received him, who believed upon him. That means it's a personal choice to make Jesus Christ welcome as the savior of your life. To receive him, to believe in him, to put your trust in him and commit your life to him. There's some tonight you need to make that decision that you will respond to Jesus Christ. Don't put it off and say, I have another day. Today is the day to make that decision. The decision we make to receive Jesus Christ determines our eternal destiny. Make that decision tonight. Is there any person here tonight that would say, I want to receive Christ? Quickly put your hand up right now. Any person here, just put your hand up and let me know. I want to become a Christian. I want to give my life to Jesus. Is there anyone here tonight? Is that that point? Please raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Just say, I want to make the commitment to Jesus. I want to make the commitment to Jesus Christ. I want to give my life to him. Is there anyone here tonight? I wonder how many people tonight, as I was sharing some of those areas of what it takes to walk with God, you felt God speak to you. That's something you need to do something about. If you felt God speak to you in some way tonight, why don't you just raise your hand and say, that was me. That was me. God was speaking to me. God, lots of hands going up. Father, I thank you for each one that's put their hand up. I'm asking, Lord, tonight for your grace to be upon their life to change, that they would come and experience your grace empowering them to live a different kind of life in this area. And, Lord, we want to carry your presence. 
Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's stand up. Let's go back in that song. Let's just finish tonight and celebrate. Enjoy the Lord. I encourage you to get into Psalms and Proverbs and read what men of old found in walking with God. Great keys.